0: The MomCast is brought to you by Mid-Ohio Pediatrics, where your family is ours. Mom. Mama. Mommy. It's the MomCast with your hosts, Mindy Dreer, Michaela Hunt, and Stacy McKay. Mom,
1: I need you. Welcome back to the MomCast, everyone, the podcast podcast. For moms, by moms. I'm Michaela Hunt with Mindy Dreyer and Stacy McKay. Hey, what?
0: wait, wait a second. Wait, wait, wait a second. Do you <laughs> th- this is Greg, I'm the producer, of you guys. Do you know what this weekend is?
2: Father's
1: Day.
0: Exactly. So I think uh, This Mom is why cast, you interrupt. We need to make this the Dad cast this week.
2: Let's go for it. Dad. dad,
0: dad. It's the Dad cast.
2: Dad, I need you.
0: All right, all you moms, welcome to the Dadcast.
1: So, so what are we going to do?
0: Well, I think uh, to celebrate and honor all of the fathers out there, we need to talk to uh, the dads of the dad cast.
2: Some representation.
0: That's right. You mean
2: the dads of the mom cast. We're still putting that mom cast in there, Greg. No,
0: we'll see.
3: <laughs> you see how he did that? That was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, smooth. Yeah, there you go. Well, why, why don't, don't we... we talk to Greg first? Yeah, why don't Let's we talk, talk to Greg. Greg? I think, and the interesting thing is all of our husbands have different perspectives as dads, just like we do. We're all coming from different parts and different walks of life. So, Mm -hmm. Greg, um, you've got two little ones. And I think you're more of what I would consider to be today's dad, where you stay home a good bit with the kids.
0: Yeah. uh, You know, I think for generations, we've kind of uh, put on a pedestal the The TV dad, the Homer Simpson, uh, you know Tim Allen, the kind of the doofusy dad. But today's dad, I feel like we're more and more proud to uh, be at home doing those duties of changing diapers and chasing around kids and stuff. I can change a diaper on a one-year-old as she's running away from me, and I'm pretty proud of that. that, That's talent. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, how old are your kids?
0: So, uh, I've got a a three and a half-year-old and a one and a half-year-old. And I do, and I've I've always ever since they've been born, I've worked uh, in morning radio or had weird hours where I've actually been home a lot of the time since they were itty bitty babies. So um, I never really thought of that. That's one reason why I married my wife because. I knew that she was going to be like a good mom and I can just let her take up all the slack, but it hasn't really turned out to be that way. And, um, Little
1: did you know. Exactly. Yeah.
0: So I think there's more and more of a movement from the younger generation of fathers that um, we're not babysitting the kids. We're actually parenting them. More and, hands-on. Yeah, and we're, yeah. we're proud of that. And not that dads of diff- the past generations weren't hands-on, but I think we're more excited to embrace that. I I just this week went to the zoo by myself with the kids, and I was wearing wearing my daughter on on the baby Bjorn. You know, I think that's a more and more common sight.
1: Well, and didn't you go strawberry picking recently as well? We did
0: strawberry picking, and that's and that's the thing. All I think moms and dads have alike when you got when you have kids, you got to come up with uh, all sorts of ways <laughs> to keep them busy, or else you're just going to go crazy.
2: Well, you have the little ones. So, what do you think is the most challenging part of fatherhood for you? A one year old and a three year old. That's tough.
0: Um. Aside from just being able to keep up with them, I mean even at i'm, I'm thirty two but I'm still don't have any energy when I compare <laughs> compared to the little kids um for for me, I think it's just the great unknown I think that's probably what a lot of parents would say moms or dads is i you know I, we're just getting started in this thing and I haven't even started school or uh dating
2: you're
1: getting into sports a little we're, bit we're
0: starting to get into sports which I love mm-hmm. Um, but I are, think it
1: bodes well that you can change a diaper on a one and a half year old while running while away she's from running you. I, mean, I that's a really good that's talent mm-hmm.
0: and and going back to like the TV dad reference. You always watch TVs or movies where the dad always has these words of wisdom to kind of fix everything. And I just hope that if and when the time comes where we're really challenged with something with our kids, you know, serious stuff, that I'm going to be able to um, to handle it. And give that advice that my kids might need, um, and do the right thing. I I know from just myself growing up how big of a pain in the butt I was for my parents. So um, that just kind of uh, is a little daunting. You
2: know what? I bet your wife though really appreciates how hands on you are.
0: She better. <laughs>
2: <laughs> do you hear that? <laughs>
1: So we've heard from the MomCast dad, Greg, but we've invited some other dads that we know pretty well to come yeah. on and talk today. All of our hubbies are going to join us. Yeah.
2: Randy, quarter cracks, my husband, this is Mindy, he's actually in studio because he's a teacher. He has some extra time in the summer, so I said, come on down to the studio. Do you like being a dad, Randy?
4: Absolutely, absolutely. Very challenging and takes a lot of time, but it's, uh, you know, I spend all day working with somebody else's kids, so it's nice to get home and actually spent a lot of time with my own kids
2: you know what's funny when we were pregnant he really wanted that boy and i think most dads want that mm-hmm, son sure so i think he was relieved that our firstborn was a son a year and a week later came our daughter but now much later in life cammy is daddy's girl kylan is mama's boy so uh-huh. it's funny that he's super close with cammy i mean we're all close but you think that's true
4: I don't pick favorites, although the kids re-
0: favorites <laughs> Although the kids,
4: the kids, they always go back and forth. That my boy is always telling me that I favor Cameron, um, but it's just how it turns out is we have to be split up most of the time, and usually I take Cameron and Mindy takes Kylan, so it's um, just personalities that fit right in with each other. Uh, Mindy and Cameron kind of butt heads, so it's usually easier for me Kinda. to take Cameron. And Kai and I butt heads a little bit, so it's easier for Mindy to take Kylan. So it, it works out best for uh, all of us when we have to split.
2: Plus, you think I've enabled Kylan.
4: Well, there's no doubt. Kylan was her first one, and and Mindy uh, made him dependent on her. <laughs> I think so. She, she would never be. A, You're a, a
3: brave guy.
4: <laughs> right. But as I've sat back and watched it, and so she knows that he'll always need her around. To help him out, and and Cameron came along a year later, and she was more or less the one that hey, taking care of herself, so she became much more dependent. And um,
2: yeah, Greg, she changed her own diapers. No, <laughs> at
1: the age of one, <laughs> amazing. Well, and I was curious, given the fact that they are so close together, because not everybody has that dynamic with parenting. You know, that year, and you said a week, right? Is that the difference? Wow. Yeah. yeah, How has that been with the kids growing up and being able to handle a lot of the same kind of landmarks, you know, moments at the same time as parents?
4: It's actually been very good. That They went through diapers together, then moved on. Now they're into sports. Uh, It's it's 50-50. I drive them home almost every night from St. Catherine's. So we have about a 25-minute ride together, and, and they're 50-50. Half the time they're getting along, half the time they're against each other. So it's uh, <laughs> interesting. But when we go on trips and that, they have each other being so close in age where they can play off each other and actually feel like they have almost a friend with them. So it's not like we're taking um, mm-hmm. somewhere where they have nobody to, you know, I need a friend to you know, be compatible with. They have each other. So that's been very good for them.
2: They are very competitive, though, and they do fight and argue a lot. Now, the weird thing for Randy and I is we'll go through everything together. You know, once they leave high school and college, we don't have any younger kids right. to go through it all over again. So it'll be, you know, bing, bang, boom, it'll be over for us. And I can't even think about that because it's just I don't want to think about it.
3: Well, that is that's just tough for any parent. We we try to put that in the back of our minds right. and
2: not worry. I,
3: I want to talk about
2: sports
3: mm-hmm. because I know you're both very competitive But, Randy, you are a coach, and so you eventually will coach
2: your son. Which isn't easy. Randy was a player under his dad. His dad at one point was the school principal, athletic director, and head basketball coach. How was that?
4: That wasn't easy (laughs) because when I got out of bed in the morning, we were together all through the day in the practice. And then when we got home... um, To be honest, uh, we didn't see eye eye, eye to eye very much uh, because we were just around each other too much, and he critiqued everything we did. Um, And then after I got to college and got out and realized how mentally tough he made me, he was very hard on me, which which I think should be more today with some of the parents on their kids.
2: He thinks kids are soft. (laughs) Well, not
4: all kids, but I I, I think... Sometimes they want to be their friend instead of their parent. I remind parents that, you know, it's good that you have a good relationship with your kids, but you do have to say no at times and mean no. And that's how my dad was. He took a lot of the um, the things that I, I could have made poor decisions out of the way by saying, listen, you're not going anywhere. You're staying home. Nowadays, our kids have sleepovers, you know, two, three times a week in the summer and that and, and, and do a lot of things that uh, we never did, you know. And so I think in a way that... Um, I like the old school. I am old school, and uh, so we have a little trouble because kind of noise reminds me everybody else is doing it this way. yeah.
1: Mm. well, and how do you inject a little bit of old school back into our culture? I mean, I think that's something that all of us fight because we were raised at a right. time where things were different. So what would be good to see more out there with parents? Do you think? and And well, this the, is coming from your actually your dean of students as well, correct? Right. so i'm I'm looking from that perspective too.
4: Well, the hard part, like I said, is a lot of parents are so busy. That when they can't be there, I think they just give their parent and their kids money to go. You go do it and try to keep them happy that way. Or it, it's just hard to find time for kids anymore. And I think a lot of kids and I deal with them in school. Kids need somebody there telling them, hey, you did a great job. And then they're looking for some sort of somebody to be there for them. And when you're not around, you feel like, hey, I, I missed this. So in turn, I got to make up for it by giving them this to keep them happy. And then it continues on more and more uh, materialistic things. So many and I always try to, you know, if I'm not at school, I'm at home. And we try to be around for more. And I remind them, listen, we had eight kids in our family. Mom and dad were teachers. We had no money and, and we became a very close family. And, and that's what I try to interject you know, other than all the materialistic things that they uh, that they really want, like phones, et cetera.
2: But they don't get a lot of materialistic things. But to answer Stacey's question, is it going to be hard for you to coach Kylan?
4: Yeah, I think it will be because there, there's – Two things that make it hard. One, everybody will say he's only playing because his dad's a coach. And that's always going to – so hopefully Kylan will amount to a good player that will take that out of it. But that will be one thing. And the other thing is the careful thing I have to be is I want him to do very good. All right? So sometimes – thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Mom.
1: She's the grammar gal at your house. Yeah. Yeah.
4: But the the problem is sometimes when you do – want somebody to do very well, then you're very hard on them because you're pushing and pushing and you want to see greatness. And so I learned that from my dad. I have to mix it in there where I want to push him really hard to do well, but not over push him where I drive him away. And, you know, our relationship kind of goes to the wayside a little bit.
2: It's a good point, though, guys, because I do see a lot of that with parents. They want so much for their kids to be successful, not just in sports, but in anything and they kind of live the dream through them. Right. Randy does a great, great job of not doing that. If if the kids want to go take extra swings or pitch to him, he's all about it. He takes so much of his own personal time to work with the kids when they want it. But I have to say, Randy, you do such a great job of never pushing them, making them, you know, be better athletes. It's totally their call but you are there every step of the way making them better because they choose to not because you're forcing them and I as your wife and as their mom appreciate that you're as good of a dad as there is out there and I love you for it
4: that's kind of funny because last night you were pointing out my (laughs) fault and today you're telling me how great I am I I appreciate that I'm confused
2: We're talking a lot about relationships between fathers and their kids. And even if you don't have the best relationship with your child, there's a lot of help out there. And I know the doctors at Mid-Ohio Pediatrics and Adolescents really specialize in creating that wonderful bond because there's nothing like having that bond with your child
1: there's not and you know Marcus went in every other visit for well checks and the sick checks at the pediatricians office it was a part of our partnership it's part of what we did as parents so dads are there dads are involved and these offices are really engaging with them
2: they are engaging with them and I know right now too if you're looking for a doctor The doctors, I think there's nine of them at Mid-Ohio Pediatrics and Adolescents. They are so willing to help anyone, and they're from birth to adolescence. They are great. My kids go there, and its they're just so comfortable there.
3: Well, and I was going to say, it is a part of your family. I they, mean, you're, absolutely, Stacey. they are there at the beginning and then they go through so many milestones. So we're just really pleased that they're part of our mom cast.
2: So if you're in Central Ohio and you're looking for a new family doctor, please give them a call. That's midohiopediatrics.com or their phone number is so easy It's 614-899-0000.
3: Well, as we're talking to our husbands, who are all dads, of course, on this Father's Day weekend, it's uh, time to talk with my husband, Jeff. And I want to let you two ladies know a little <laughs> bit about where Jeff is coming from as a parent. Um, we got married, second marriage for both of us. In our first marriages, we both went to went through fertility issues okay. where we were told no children. Mm-hmm. So we both had that conversation when we got married and said, you know what, we're not even going to deal with that because it's off the table for both of us. And you accepted it everything? and we accepted it and we thought you know what we have a great relationship we'll be okay even though both of us had wanted children at some point. Probably me more than my husband if I'm being honest and he would back that up. Um, but Jeff had never even been around kids. I mean no so This is exposure totally exposure to kids. Yeah. So third year of our marriage I'm 42 he's 46 Uh, seven 40 yeah somewhere in there he's a couple of years older than me we find out out of the blue i'm pregnant wow so miraculous i was gonna say no plan
1: you had no you had no clue whatsoever whatsoever.
3: and i just remember the excitement level and the shock for both of us but for jeff i mean it was just like a foreign object was coming into our (laughs) home and um the first night after we had our baby i will never forget they brought live in and they said, now to me, do you want to keep her here? Or we know you're exhausted. You just gave birth. You can have her in the nursery. Right, and I was like, right. no, no, no. I waited my entire life for this baby. She's staying with me. And I could see him out of the corner of my eye come running over. What? what is, they're leaving this baby here <laughs> what with do we us? Do? And this sheer panic in my husband at the thought. And I looked at him and I said, sweetheart, you do realize she's coming home with us and so (laughs) she's a keeper Uh (laughs) we're keeping her and Uh we're responsible for her so that's a good setup to where my husband was as far as finding out he was going to be a dad and we're happy to talk with him today
5: go easy on me i'm gonna
3: go easy on you i'm gonna go easy on you um but as the as the oldest dad um of our mom cast family other than our own parents Um, What was it like, I mean, and be honest, when you found out that day that I was pregnant, which was really on neither of our radars, what was going through your head?
5: Well, I guess just the unknown, right? Not having any children and now having a child or going to have a child late in life and, and all the responsibilities that were going to go with that. So probably pretty much every emotion you could go through.
3: Mm -hmm. Fear. (laughs)
5: Is there some fear in there?
3: Absolutely. Absolutely some fear. Um, And we were, I was so careful too, because I kept telling you it's not real. Right. Yeah. Don't get excited because it's not real yet. I kept brushing it off as now, but now, I mean, it's hard to comprehend when you have no idea what's ahead of you, but You know, in what ways has having a child late in life, I mean, we're both thrilled with Olivia, and there are good days and bad days, but, I mean, could you have any idea of what was in store?
5: I really didn't. I mean, obviously, as you know, things came naturally, I think, more to you, and I don't know if it's just, uh, you know, a man versus woman thing, but it was... uh, You know, certainly a challenge, as you witnessed. I I didn't really have a clue. I was the youngest of, I have two older sisters, so I didn't have any younger siblings. I didn't really know what to do, if you will. And I don't know if that's different by age or not, being an older parent versus a younger parent, but um, there's been challenges all along the way, certainly, but it's just been remarkable. I mean, we have a beautiful, wonderful daughter that we both, of course, just love so dearly, and I, it's just been a remarkable journey. I it's I learn new things all the time, and and a little bit too having a girl versus a boy, right? I didn't know anything about girls, as you know. <laughs>
3: well, I think you might have learned one or two things along well, the way, sweetheart. Yeah,
5: some of it's <laughs> natural, I guess.
3: <laughs> well, I think that is true. You you've done okay. I I have to say, and I've told you this, so I'm not you know saying to the this tea for the first time I just think you're an amazing dad and coming from a place where you had literally not much experience around kids at all to where you are now um Livvy is very lucky to have you.
5: Well, thank you. I, you know, I I really appreciate that as you know and if I am I can attribute it to I had a good and I do. I have a good father so um I had a very good role model in my life and I'm I've been blessed with you and my daughter, Olivia.
3: Well, I I did want to talk about your dad. Your dad, um, we have to mention him on Father's Day because he's a World War II vet. Right. 93?
5: 93, yep.
3: And he's going through some some health struggles now. And um, I know that's difficult. We were kind of joking. My mom's going through some health issues. Your dad... Um, we're kind of the typical sandwich parents right now where we have a child at home and are facing taking care of our own parents. But um, your dad, a World War II veteran and everything he's gone through, um, you know, what would you say about your dad and his abilities as a father on this Father's Day?
5: Well, he's, my dad is a terrific dad. He is a terrific dad. Um, He's unfortunately not real close. He lives in Florida, so that makes it more difficult when something like this happens where he's not well and so can't be with him to help him and you know I just think of all the times in my life that my father has been there for me and so as a child you want to be there for your parents when you can so that makes it a little bit difficult the distance but um just growing up my father was a very good role model to me he's a very good father and I'm I'm very fortunate. My mother was a good mother too, so I had two very good parents and sisters, and you, and my wife. I've been very blessed in my life, so I've had a lot of a lot of good role
6: models.
3: Well, I will say, your parents really stressed uh, being polite and being a gentleman, and you are. I've already, you know, I'm going to compliment you again. This is a big day. Um,
5: <laughs> I'm going to record this. What well, are- is recorded? <laughs>
3: You are a true gentleman, too, and and I think that's a good example for our daughter as well um, to know what a man should be and how she should be treated. So happy Father's Day to you, sweetheart. I love you very much.
5: Well, well, thank you, sweetie, and I love you, too, and, and it's equally important, obviously, that she has a good role model for a mother, which she definitely has. And so we do what we can, and hopefully she can... Learn and observe and pass it on. So
1: on this special Father's Day episode of the MomCast, we've had the chance to talk to everyone's husbands, and now it's my husband's uh-huh. chance. Marcus Thorpe on the line with us. Hi, honey.
6: Uh, hello, guys. This is actually has been a dream of mine for so long to actually be on the MomCast.
5: Oh, right. Well, you are
1: today, Marcus. And the focus gets to be on you, so that's even more exciting.
6: That's actually the only reason I wanted to be on, because the focus is finally on me on
1: (laughs) Well, and I will say, Marcus is, you know, we kind of had talked when we started this podcast about, you know, helicopter moms and free-range moms. I would say that Marcus is more of the helicopter dad, and you probably would agree with that, right?
6: Yeah, I'm a nervous dad. I, I'm the one that, you know, when the kid is, is walking up on something that they could fall off of, I'm I'm not encouraging them to continue on. I'm saying, <laughs> hey, come on, get down from there. You know, you, that's not safe. Right. Where a lot of dads would be like, hey, if he falls down, rub dirt on it, everything's fine. Well, mm-hmm. I don't want broken bones and hospital visits and those kind of things. So I, I do. I, I watch my kids maybe a little closer than maybe most dads do, That just let their kids run off and and do what they want to do. I, I'm I'm a little more nervous Nellie about things, I think.
1: Well, and I would say, because all, all dads are always watching, I would say that, but yes, he's just just a little more sensitive to it. Like, we just got a screen door slash storm door, and oh. it just got put on the front of our house, and so we have a really big front yard, and neighbor kids like to come over and play, but Logan and Christian are six and three, and this is the first summer that our doorbell has started to ring, like oh, every two hours. Yeah. You know it's true, Marcus.
6: Yeah, all the <laughs> time. All the time. Okay, get- can they come out? Can they come out? Can they come out?
1: So we have this door, and the door is a direct shot from the kitchen table. So I feel okay about being able to see them out from the kitchen table. It's a few rooms over, but I can mm-hmm. see directly. I'm not sure how you felt about that door at first. And I'm, I'm not even sure right now how you feel about it, because we've only had it for a couple of weeks.
6: I like the door. I, it does. You can you can hear them and see them a little bit better, but I, I still get a little nervous about not— being out there with them and watching mm-hmm. just because of the age they are. And it's hard because there's no manual that says, well, when can you let your kids play outside without having to watch them? I think three-year-olds is obviously a little too young for Christian, so I, I really like to keep an eye on him.
3: I now, love that the dads are thinking that way. I think that's yeah. incredible.
6: Now, and, and, Logan's six, so I, I feel a little bit better because he understands the boundaries of, hey, stay in this yard or that yard. I don't want you to go two houses down, and he'll stick to that a little bit more. Christian at three? Maybe not quite as, as nimble on his feet as what I want him to do and where I want him to do. He's be. a free
1: spirit. Let's call the right. spade a spade. <laughs> well, in the first five or six years, actually five years of their life, I mean, from the time they were infants, Marcus didn't have me at home in the mornings. Oh, I left at right. 3 a.m. to go to work. Right. And so, point. honey, you had to do the feedings. You had to take care of them when you got up. And they got up, I guess I should say. Really? How did you... I mean, if you could share, how did you manage all that, being the go-to person during those hours? It's always amazing to me what you were able to do. I probably don't say it enough, but it was really amazing that you were able to do everything that you did.
6: Yeah, I think think just like you do with anything, you you kind of settle into a routine and you find something that works for you. And I think as parents, that's what we're always trying to do is, okay, well, I'm going to try this. Okay, well, this doesn't work for me. It might work for somebody else's kids or, or their situation, but for us you know, all those early morning hours of you leaving at, you know, 2.30 in the morning, and then you realize there's not much of a choice. I mean, I don't don't have the choice not to get out of my bed if my kid's crying, at least when I know they need something. You know, there's that cried-out stage where you just let them go for a little bit. But um, we just settled into a routine. And with Logan, it was, you know, just getting up and doing what we needed to do. But then when you add a second person into your house and it's just you by yourself, then I think you have to really work on the routine and, and, and really get your kids on board with it too, because if, if they're not, you know, settling into a routine, man, it's going to throw everything off. So when they were both ages where I didn't have to feed them milk or anything like that, you know, I would bring food upstairs. There was a I lot went.
1: of breakfast in bed.
3: That's what yeah. I'll call it. There was a well, lot. But you know no. what? That works for you. And and that's okay.
6: Yeah. I had a shower in the morning to get ready for work because I had to be to work by nine o'clock. So The only way I could get them to sit and not run around the house where I'm not feeling safe is put a little food in front of them, pop on the show for 15 minutes while I can shower and get ready, and then I rush through my shower so I can get my eyes on them. I think that's just what you have to do. What works for you? What's best? There's not a manual that says this is the way you have to do it. You have to find out what works, and that worked for me.
2: Well, you obviously know what you're doing because I tell you, I just love your boys. I think they're great. I think they have great personalities. You and Michaela are doing a great job so far.
6: Oh, uh, thanks! I really appreciate it, and uh, we're super proud of them. I mean, it's just to watch them go from you know being held in your hand and not being able to do anything to you know doing simple things for us, like you know making your own you know choices when it comes to clothes or or going to the bathroom by yourself. I know that you're just you're you're so joy that they're able to do mm-hmm. those things that you had to do for them for so long. Yeah and you realize that their little personalities are just coming through as well, and it's cool to see them. I'll tell you, the best thing for me sometimes is just to be in a room where my kids are there, but they're not watching me, but I can sit and watch them interact with other people. Oh, I love um, that
5: too. It's yes. so much oh. fun
6: because you realize that they are independent, yeah. and they have personalities, and they have manners sometimes where they'll <laughs> say thank you or they'll they'll help a friend up that has fallen. Logan's I love a, the lessons, And when he... <laughs> he saw a little girl fall down in front of him instead of just skating around and continuing with the skating. He stopped skating and tried to help her up. And I'm just like, that is so awesome that he did that and didn't just step over her or try to get around her. He stopped to help. It's really cool to watch.
2: Marcus, overall, what do you think is the best part about being a dad?
6: Oh, boy, that's hard because there's so much. Um, You know, I, I think just the fact that you have this bond with your kids that, you know, they they know that you're going to do everything you can for them and that they just look at you as kind of the hero of their day. You know, I mean, it's just when they see me, they run up to me, and they hug me, and, and they ask me. You know, my my six-year-old Logan, he, he asks a million questions, but I, I answer every single time because I just like the fact that he's so inquisitive and he's so into what's going on. And, and Christian is just, you know— sweet and fun and, and all those things. But when they wake up in the morning and go to bed at night, you know that you're one of the first things on their minds. I mean, that's pretty awesome that mm-hmm. you're kind of in control of these of these guys mm-hmm. and, and, and your kids and, and how they grow up. And uh, that's just really fun. That's awesome to know.
1: So we already know what's coming next week on the MomCast. Want to let you know as well, Facebook and new moms. Ladies, there is an indication Of how you post on Facebook, it may have a correlation with your emotional states. And the Ohio State University is the one who put together this study. So we're going to talk to the main researcher about this. You know what? And I think
3: a lot of moms will want to hear this because it may help you it really if you might. struggle with you know having some difficulties after the baby is born and you know you're by
1: yourself and looking for feedback correct in, in that validation of what you're mm-hmm. doing so we'll discuss that and plus we hear from one of you again asking about eating habits and how to get your toddler to eat we have an app for that and uh, we'll discuss that next week on the momcast
2: Okay, and before we leave, since it is Father's Day, I found a poem online that I want to share with all of our listeners. It's simply called, Dad. He never looks for praises. He's never one to boast. He just goes on working for those he loves the most. His dreams are seldom spoken. His wants are very few. And most of the time, his worries will go unspoken, too. He's there, a firm foundation, through all our storms of life. A sturdy hand to hold to. In times of stress and strife. A true friend we can turn to when times are good or bad. One of our greatest blessings, the man who we call dad. So happy Father's Day to everybody out there. Thanks again so much for listening, everyone. And we will see you and hear you next time on the MomCast.
0: You mean the DadCast. <laughs>
2: DadCast this week. <laughs>